नमस्ते गुड मॉर्निंग वेलकम टू द वर्शिप सर्विसेज द ग्रेस नाइ मेथडिस चर्च on this brisk brisk sunday morning we're glad you're here mark mark tell me i need to get a gavel i guess i could beat on a microphone morning, <laughs> morning marlet how you doing welcome to the worship services of grace united methodist church on this beautiful beautiful end of the year sunday we're glad you're with us Again as as we tell you every week we are trying to make sure that everybody knows what's going on in the life of grace so we have a number of opportunities for you to commune with the members of grace and to be part of different efforts that are underway we are continuing our daily devotions that go out every day at 3:00 the pastor produces a new one for Monday through Friday we will continue to have our our fellowship time at 6:30 on Wednesdays and the bishop also produces a devotion every morning at 7:00 if you'd like to sign up for that you can see lolly and those come through an email and it give you a chance to get started with your day in a in a nice solemn way we have a number of things going on here at grace next sunday will be our our monthly feeding of the hungry and homeless downtown maxine has asked me to announce that they are in dire need of regular size white crew socks they got a donation of some of the larger size but they need some of the smaller size crew socks white crew socks excuse me and she said that you know that they need them by next sunday which is kind of hard for you to, to get them here if you can drop them by the church it'd be great but if you'd like to give maxine a small donation she'll take care of buying those socks and we'll make sure that we get them to the people as the as we feed them next sunday morning the trustees The bulletin says they'll be meeting this Monday. Monday is, is obviously tomorrow is, is New Year's Day, so they're putting their meeting off for one week, and they'll be meeting next Monday at seven o'clock. The worship meeting, worship committee will be meeting at seven six seven o'clock on Tuesday, and that'll be a Zoom meeting. Are there any other announcements that need to be made this Monday morning? I was glad when they said unto me let us go into the house of the Lord let us prepare our hearts our minds and our spirits for worship
Let's go to God in prayer. O God, searcher of all our hearts, you have formed us as a people and claimed us for your own. As we come to acknowledge your sovereignty and grace and to enter anew into covenant with you, reveal any reluctance or falsehood within us. Let your spirit impress your truth on our inmost being and receive us in mercy for the sake of our mediator, Jesus Christ, who lives and reigns with you in the unity of the Holy Spirit, one God, forever and ever. Amen. Let's stand and sing together. Hark the herald angels sing number 240 in the hymnal. Welcome and good morning to the children worshiping with us, those who are here in person, and those who are worshiping at home with their families. We're glad to have you as a part of our worship this day. Today is uh, kind of a, a strange time in the life of the church and in the time of the world. We're, we're in between things right now. It's the best way I know to say it. Christmas was just a week ago. Uh, it's hard to believe that at this point in time, but it was just one week ago that we celebrated Christmas, and we're still in the Christmas season. And so we're still singing Christmas carols in worship, and are, we're still decorated for Christmas here around the church, maybe at your homes as well. But it's also New Year's Eve, uh, and so there's a new year beginning, and it kind of feels like Christmas is moving on, and so we're in this in-between. We're in this place where we have this downtime and no, just trying to get ready for what's coming, the new year in 2024. And so today we're going to do something a little different. Uh, we do this every year in different ways, but this year we're going to really focus in on a service that's called the Wesley Covenant Service. And what John Wesley was the founder of Methodism. He really loved this service and recommended that we do it. Well, he would do this service all the time if he could, I think, is how he kind of viewed it. But at least once a year around the new year. 
uh, and um, then covenant is a big word for promise. It's a promise service. It's a promise that we make to God, a, a, a kind of a promise that comes with what we're going to do and, and how we're going to do it. And so what I've brought this morning to talk about that is I have brought um, a bunch of these guys. Uh, these are just little uh, nuts that go with a bolt. There's, just, there's several of them here in my hand. Um, and I want us to think about these as the promises we make to God, the, the covenants that we have with God. These are, these are uh, just a bunch of these little things, and you can see they all just kind of don't do much of anything uh, in my hand. They're just kind of laying there. Um, but then I've also got this thing, okay? And so this, I want us to think of as God's promise to us. Because that's part of a covenant, is it's a two-way promise. There's two sides of it. There's our side, and there's God's side. And so this is God's side. If this is God's side of the covenant, this side never changes. God never stops doing what God says God's going to do. And when we remember our covenant with God, our covenant, our promise can begin to not just kind of be haphazard and uh, spill out everywhere or fly all over the room if I were to drop it. Instead, our promise begins to take shape and hold together. It begins to have a form that God keeps together that God makes into something, not like this little toy, but something useful, <laughs> something that shows God's love to the world. And so that's part of what we're doing today, is we're recognizing that God's covenant with us never changes. God never uh, decides to do different than what God has said God's going to do, that God loves us and has poured out God's grace on us and offers us God's salvation. None of that part of the covenant ever changes. But we sometimes forget, and we start to try and do things on our own and just start leaving our promises out there. Just, I'm not going to actually throw them because then I'll have to find them. Um, but, you know, they, they start flying all over the place when we don't really pay attention and so this service helps us to pay attention and to remember the promise that God has made with us and the promise that we have made with God. And I'm going to put that down before I really make a mess. But that's what we're going to do here in just a minute. And one of the things we're going to do uh, to show that even further, that God's part of the promise never changes, is we're going to hear uh, five different scriptures that talk about God's promise and our promise with God. And we're going to hear those right back to back, but we're going to sing a verse of um, our hymn, uh, Oh God, Our Help in Ages Past, between each of those readings, before and then after and in between each one. And so that's going to be a little different, but I want you all to hold in there with me and, um, and to, to hear these scriptures to recognize that uh, God's promise never changes, even when our words and our actions sometimes do, and so we can always look back to God's words to remember the covenant and the promises that we've made and that God has made. Let's go to God in prayer. Almighty God, we praise you for your covenant, for your promises, for the grace and love and mercy that you give to us through Jesus Christ, for the ways that you have written this new covenant on our hearts, have uh, empowered and equipped us to live it in our daily lives. This day, help us to remember our covenant with you, our promise to be your disciples and your followers. Help us to live out that covenant. Amen. This morning, as we continue in worship, a reminder that if you have prayer concerns you want to share with the church uh, or with me, you are invited to email those to me at pastor at gracecolumbia.org. You can also call or text me during the week. And we can set a time to pray together, to have a visit or pray over the phone or by text, um, whatever works best for you so that we can be in prayer together. 
We share our prayer concerns in the prayer list in the bulletin, as well as in our uh, Thursday prayer email, which includes all the prayers that we've prayed on Sunday morning uh, as a way for us to reconnect in our prayer life, not just on Sundays, but all throughout the week. This morning, as we prepare to go, we want to remember uh, and pray especially for the family and friends of Samantha Ridgway, uh, who recently passed away, especially for her daughter, Olivia, for Steve Webster and for Jody, for Chuck Sovic, for George and Alina Fox, for Janice O'Kane, for Darlene Simpson, for Wade Thompson, for Jackie Daniel, for Judith Dolce, for Kathy Kane, for Philip and Carolyn Gwynn as they're both struggling with illness at this time, for Joyce and Daryl Sweeney, for Robert Riger, for Teresa Hinky, for Jenny Hinky, for Martin Hammond, for Joby Hammond, for Faye Hollingsworth, for Karen Furr, for Joan Smith, for Reverend John Shelton, for all the members of Grace and their families, for all those on our prayer concerns list, for a return to love, equality, acceptance, and social justice, and for those prayer concerns that go unspoken on our hearts this day. Let us give thanks this day for all of God's mercies as we pray. O God, our covenant friend, you've been gracious to us through all the years of our lives. We thank you for your loving care, which has filled our days and brought us to this time and place. We praise your holy name, O God. You have given us life and reason and set us in a world filled with your glory. You've comforted us with family and friends and ministered to us through the hands of our sisters and brothers. We praise your holy name, O God. You've filled our hearts with a hunger after you and have given us your peace. You've redeemed us and called us to a high calling in Christ Jesus. You've given us a place in the fellowship of your spirit and the witness of your church. We praise your holy name, O God. You've been our light in darkness and a rock of strength in adversity and temptation. You've been the very spirit of joy in our joys and the all-sufficient reward in all our labors. We praise your holy name, O God. You remember us when we forget you. You followed us even when we tried to flee from you. You met us with forgiveness when we returned to you. For all your patience and overflowing grace, we praise your holy name, O God. We continue to pray this day as Christ taught us, saying, Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who have trespassed against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory, forever. Amen. And this time I invite you to turn to uh, our hymn, O God, Our Help in Ages Past. We're going to start by singing the first verse of that hymn, and then we'll have our first reading, and we'll continue in between the readings with the verses of the hymn. reading comes from 2 Kings 23, verses 1 through 3. Then the king directed that all the elders of Judah and Jerusalem should be gathered to him. The king went up to the house of the Lord, and with him went all the people of Judah, all the inhabitants of Jerusalem, the priests, the prophets, and all the people, both small and great. He read in their hearing all the words of the book of the covenant that had been found in the house of the Lord. The king stood by the pillar and made a covenant before the Lord to follow the Lord, keeping his commandments, his decrees, and his statutes with all his heart and all his soul to perform the words of this covenant that were written in this book. And all the people joined in the covenant. 
Our next reading comes from 2 Chronicles verse, or chapter 34, verse 29 through 33. Then the king sent word and gathered together all the elders of Judah and Jerusalem. The king went up to the house of the Lord with all the people of Judah, the inhabitants of Jerusalem, the priests and the Levites, all the people both great and small. He read in their hearing all the words of the book of the covenant that had been found in the house of the Lord. The king stood in his place and made covenant before the Lord to follow the Lord, keeping his commandments, his decrees, his statutes with all his heart and all his soul to perform the words of the covenant that were written in this book. Then he made all who were present in Jerusalem and in Benjamin pledge themselves to it. And the inhabitants of Jerusalem acted according to the covenant of God, the God of their ancestors. Josiah took away all the abominations from all the territory that belonged to the people of Israel and made all who were in Israel worship the Lord their God. All his days they did not turn away from following the Lord, the God of their ancestors. next reading comes from the prophet Jeremiah, chapter 31, verses 31 through 34. The days are surely coming, says the Lord, when I will make a new covenant with the house of Israel and the house of Judah. It will not be like the covenant that I made with their ancestors when I took them by the hand to bring them out of the land of Egypt, a covenant that they broke, though I was their husband, says the Lord. But this is the covenant I will make with the house of Israel after those days, says the Lord. I will put my law within them, and I will write it on their hearts, and I will be their God, and they shall be my people. No longer shall they teach one another or say to each other, Know the Lord, for they shall all know me, from the least of them to the greatest, says the Lord. For I will forgive their iniquity. And remember their sin no more. Next reading comes from 1 Peter chapter 1, verses 13 through 21. Therefore, prepare your minds for action. Discipline yourselves. Set all your hope on the grace that Jesus Christ will bring you when he is revealed. Like obedient children, do not be conformed to the desires that you formerly had in ignorance. Instead, as he who called you is holy... Be holy yourselves in all your conduct. For it is written, you shall be holy, for I am holy. If you invoke as father the one who judges all people impartially according to their deeds, live in reverent fear during the time of your exile. You know that you were ransomed from the feudal ways inherited from your ancestors, not with perishable things like silver or gold, but with the precious blood of Christ. Like, the, like that of a lamb without defect or blemish. He was destined before the foundation of the world, but was revealed at the end of the ages for your sake. Through him you have come to trust in God, who raised him from the dead and gave him glory, so that your faith and hope are set on God.
Our final reading this morning comes from John 15, verses 1 through 8. I am the true vine, and my Father is the vine grower. He removes every branch in me that bears no fruit. Every branch that bears fruit, he prunes to make it bear more fruit. You have already been cleansed by the word that I have spoken to you. Abide in me as I abide in you. Just as the branch cannot bear fruit by itself unless it abides in the vine, neither can you unless you abide in me. I am the vine, you are the branches. Those who abide in me and I in them bear much fruit, because apart from me you can do nothing. Whoever does not abide in me is thrown away like a branch and withers. Such branches are gathered, thrown into the fire, and burned. If you abide in me and my words abide in you, ask for whatever you wish, and it will be done for you. My Father is glorified by this, that you bear much fruit and become my disciples. In your bulletin, the handout, uh, it has the whole Wesley Covenant service that we're about to do in it um, so that you can take it with you. Some of the responses will also be on the screen uh, and some of the, some of the words as we proceed through the service. But the idea uh, that is at the heart of this service is that we are reaffirming and re-covenanting with God to start our year. And so having what we actually pray and say and proclaim as our covenant with God in our hands to carry with us uh, the service itself even includes the instruction to sign it and put it somewhere where you can see it daily, to remember that we are in a relationship with God. A relationship that God never wavers or falters from, that God never changes or uh, makes different from God's side, but that we consistently fail to keep up on our end. That's just the reality of human life, of sin, of our brokenness, is that we don't keep up with our end of our covenant with God. And yet God keeps inviting us back, like he does today, to re-establish that covenant, to find ourselves in God's presence, to be able to utter aloud our intention and promise back to God. This service has been used in the Methodist church since the time of John Wesley, and it's been used in the church since before the time of Wesley. The one we have uh, for us today is one that he edited and put together in his words. The language has been updated a little bit, just so we can follow along a little easier uh, than uh, 1700s English. Um, but it's part of our rich tradition, this prayer, this service has inspired movements within the church for centuries. It has inspired revitalization and new life in the lives of Christians and churches and disciples when we take the words seriously, when we open ourselves to what's here. So I invite us now into the Wesley Covenant service. 
I may pause and talk a little as we go through it. I don't know that for sure, but it could happen. Don't worry if I say something that's not on your sheet, okay? Um, It just might happen. Brothers and sisters in Christ, the Christian life is redeemed from sin and consecrated to God. Through baptism, we have entered this life and have been admitted into the new covenant of which Jesus Christ is the mediator. He sealed it with his own blood that it might last forever. On the one side, God promises to give us new life in Christ, the source and perfecter of our faith. On the other side, we are pledged to live no more for ourselves, but only for Jesus Christ, who loved us and gave himself for us. From time to time, we renew our covenant with God, especially when we reaffirm the baptismal covenant and gather at the Lord's table. Today, however, we meet as the generations before us have met to renew the covenant that binds us to God. Let us make this covenant of God our own. We have the profound privilege of having experienced both the baptismal covenant and gathering at the Lord's table in the last week. We had a baptism last Sunday of Keisha. We were able to hear the words of the baptismal covenant spoken aloud over her. To remember our own baptisms and be thankful. And then to come to the Lord's table on Christmas Eve. And to be reminded that every time we gather, it is an act of covenant making. That Christ has promised to meet us at the table, and when we come, we find him ready for us there. So we remember these things and can carry them into our time today of renewing our covenant with God in this service, to be reminded that our whole Christian life comes from our baptism. Our inclusion in God's life. God's ultimate yes spoken over us where God says, you are mine and I am yours. Where Christ reminds us over and over at the table that he was willing to live and die for us so that with him we might be raised in glory. These covenants, these sacraments, carry us into our covenant-making this day. And so, as we come to make this covenant, we come ready. And so, commit yourselves to Christ as His servants. Give yourselves to Him that you may belong to Him. Christ has many services to be done. Some are more easy and honorable. Some are more difficult and disgraceful. Some are suitable to our inclinations and interests. Others are contrary to both. In some we may please Christ and please ourselves. But then there are other works where we cannot please Christ except by denying ourselves. It is necessary, therefore, that we consider what it means to be a servant of Christ. Let us, therefore, go to Christ and pray. Let me be your servant under your command. I will no longer be my own. I will give up myself to your will in all things. Be satisfied that Christ shall give you your place and work. Lord, make me what you will. I put myself fully into your hands. 
Put me to doing. Put me to suffering. Let me be employed for you or laid aside for you. Let me be full. Let me be empty. Let me have all things. Let me have nothing. I freely and with a willing heart give it all to your pleasure and disposal. Christ will be the Savior of none but his servants. He is the source of all salvation to those who obey. Christ will have no servants except by consent. Christ will not accept anything except full consent to all that he requires. Christ will be all in all, or he will be nothing. Confirm this by a holy covenant. This section of our service reminds us of the stakes of discipleship. It tells us of what Christ expects of us, how it is to be a disciple. These are some of the most challenging words I think we have in much of our liturgy. A reminder that Christ comes for the mission and ministry of the kingdom. And that when we join with Christ in that mission and ministry, it doesn't necessarily mean that we get to do everything we want to do. That we're going to like everything we have to do. That sometimes Christ calls us to be full, and sometimes Christ calls us to be empty. Sometimes Christ calls us to be working, and sometimes Christ calls us to get out of the way. This is what it means to be a disciple, to have a teacher and a master, one who directs our steps, who puts us to work or to rest, who moves us into the action or out of the way. This is what it means, and this is what we confirm by a holy covenant. To make this covenant a reality in your life, listen to these admonitions. First, set apart some time, more than once, to be spent alone before the Lord in seeking earnestly God's special assistance and gracious acceptance of you, in carefully thinking through all the conditions of the covenant, in searching your hearts, whether you have already freely given your life to Christ, consider what your sins are. Consider the laws of Christ, how holy, strict, and spiritual they are. And whether you, after having carefully considered them, are willing to choose them all. Be sure you are clear in these matters. See that you do not lie to God. Second, be serious and in a spirit of holy awe and reverence. Third, claim God's covenant Rely upon God's promise of giving grace and strength so you can keep your promise. Trust not your own strength and power. Fourth, resolve to be faithful. You have given to the Lord your hearts. You've opened your mouths to the Lord and you have dedicated yourself to God. With God's power, never Go back. And last, be then prepared to renew your covenant with the Lord. Fall down on your knees, lift your hands towards heaven, open your hearts to the Lord as we pray. O righteous God, for the sake of your Son, Jesus Christ, see me as I fall down before you. Forgive my unfaithfulness. In not having done your will. 
For you have promised mercy to me if I turn to you with my whole heart. God requires that you shall put away all your idols. I hear from the bottom of my heart, renounce them all, covenanting with you that no known sin shall be allowed in my life. Against your will, I have turned my love toward the world. In your power, I will watch all temptations that will lead me away from you. For my own righteousness is riddled with sin, unable to stand before you. Through Christ, God has offered to be your God again, if you would let him. Before all heaven and earth, I here acknowledge you as my Lord and God. I take you, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, for my portion, and vow to give up myself body and soul as your servant, to serve you in holiness and righteousness all the days of my life. God has given the Lord Jesus Christ as the only way and means of coming to God. Jesus, I do here on bended knees accept Christ as the only new and living way, and sincerely join myself in a covenant with him. O blessed Jesus, I come to you, hungry, sinful, miserable, blind, and naked, unworthy even to wash the feet of your servants. I do here with all my power accept you as my Lord and head. I renounce my own worthiness and vow that you are the Lord, my righteousness. I renounce my own wisdom and take you for my only God. I renounce my own will, and take your will as my law. Christ has told you that you must suffer with him. I do here covenant with you, O Christ, to take my lot with you as it may fall. Through your grace, I promise that neither life nor death shall part me from you. God has given holy laws as the rule of your life. I do here willingly put my neck under your yoke to carry your burden. All your laws are holy, just, and good. I therefore take them as the rule for my words, thoughts, and actions, promising that I will strive to order my whole life according to your direction and not allow myself to neglect anything I know to be my duty. The Almighty God searches and knows your heart. O God, you know I make this covenant with you today, without guile or reservation. If any falsehood should be in it, guide me and help me to set it aright. And now, glory be to you, O God the Father, whom from from this day forward, shall look upon as my God and Father. Glory be to you, O God the Son, who have loved me and washed me from my sins in your own blood, and now is my Savior and Redeemer. Glory be to you, O God the Holy Spirit, who by your almighty power have turned my heart from sin to God. Almighty God, the Lord Omnipotent, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, you have now become my covenant friend, and I, through your infinite grace, have become your covenant servant. So be it, and let the covenant I have made on earth be ratified in heaven. Amen. You are advised to make this covenant not only in your heart, but in word, not only in word, but in writing. Therefore, with all reverence, lay the service before the Lord as your act and deed. And when you've done this, sign it. Then keep it as a reminder of the holy agreement between God and you, that you may remember it during doubts and temptations. Thanks be to God. Amen.
invite you to join with me as we affirm our faith using the Apostles' Creed. You can stand as we do so. I believe in God the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, and in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Spirit, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, dead, and buried. The third day he rose from the dead. He ascended into heaven and sitteth at the right hand of God the Father Almighty. From thence she shall come to judge the quick and the dead. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. singing hymn number 245, the first Noel.
As we prepare to give back to God out of all that God has so graciously given to us, just a reminder that we have a number of giving options here at Grace. You can give online using a credit or debit card uh, on our website, and you'll find our giving page there. You can set up an account or give as a guest. You can make a one-time gift either of those ways or set up a recurring gift if you'll create an account and become an account holder. Uh, there are instructions about how to use the giving app on that webpage if you're interested in how to have that at ready at hand on your mobile device. Uh, those instructions are there as well as in our Wednesday email, which is uh, kind of devoted to our finance and administrative life here at Grace. If you brought your offering this morning and didn't have a chance to place it in the offering plate as you arrived, you're invited to do so as you depart from worship today. You can mail your offering to the church or bring it by the church office. Uh, if you're mailing it or bringing it by after hours, please let us know that it's coming. That way we can be on the lookout and make sure to retrieve it in a timely manner. Let's go to God in prayer. God of hope and joy, the gifts we offer to you pale when our minds try to grasp all we have been given in this season. Wholeness in our woundedness, hope in our despair, peace in our turmoil, forgiveness in our rebellion. We've listened with our ears that we might not miss you, and our eyes have seen your salvation. You gave us light in our darkness and hope in our discouragement. Help us embrace your extravagant generosity as we give ourselves to you and to others. In our Savior's holy name we pray. Amen. singing hymn number 249, There's a Song in the Air.
mission at Grace is? To know Jesus and to make him known to others. Beloved of God, depart now in peace, knowing that you have encountered Christ, our Savior. Go now to watch, to wait, and to spread the light of Christ to the ends of the earth, that God's kingdom might reign on earth as it is in heaven. Amen.